To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Thank you for calling the ACB radio and information line brought to you by Xeno Media. 518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everybody, and uh, welcome to Whether You Like It or Not. Today is an exciting day. We're going to talk about um, cold fronts, high pressure, low pressure, all the good, all that good stuff. Um, and there's more, too. Um but the first thing we're going to do is have Miss De- Hazelton, who is doing double duty as our streamer on the radio and as our host, tell you all the things you need to know about raising your hands, which I hope you do often because I'm not going to sit here and talk to myself for an, for, um, an hour. Okay, so you're going to want questions right away? Lots of questions. Anytime mm. you have a question or don't understand something. Okay. And the only well, bad question. I, you don't ask. I'd appreciate if everyone would stay muted unless you are called on. And if you want to raise your hand on Windows, it's Alt-Y. Um, if you want to unmute, it's Alt-A on your phone, a regular phone. I accidentally renamed somebody. I'm sorry. Um, but it's star nine. Uh, that's for raising your hand on a phone. Um, if you want to mute or unmute on your phone, it's star six. And on the iPhone, um, the raise hand is under the more on the right side of your phone, and the mute is on the bottom left to unmute, mute or unmute. So any hands raise? Holly just wants us all to talk about whether whether we like it or not. Whether you like it or not, that's right. And for an icebreaker, I want you to, um, I'm going to ask a question, and you need to do follow the instructions. You can do it. Yes, you can. Um, and we didn't name? talk about Mac, but it's Alt-Y, I mean, uh, Command-Y, Option-Y, rather, and Shift-Command-A for muting and unmuting. Okay. Yes, good. All right. So we're gonna, what we're going to do is raise your hands. And I'm going to want you to say your name, where you're from, and what is your favorite month of the year, and a one-sentence-only reason why. So I'll do it myself first to give you an answer. My name is Holly Turry. I'm from Bellingham, Washington. I love I love the month of May because I was because oh, breaking up a little there, and because I love auto racing. Okay. Okay. okay, I see Patty, and I think it's um, the one, I think you're the one with 510 at the beginning of your phone number. I'm not sure, but anyway. That's right. Go ahead, Patty. We've got lots of raised hands. All right. There you are. Um, Hi. My favorite, my favorite month in here in California, which has the most boring weather in the Bay Area, is February because it's the most diverse. It's there's cold weather and warm weather, and you can tell that spring is coming. <laughs> Good job. Okay. And let's see. I'm going to lower. Okay. Uh, 
Laura's i Laura's iPad. Laura. Yeah, hi. There you hi, go. Hi, my name is Nora. Nora, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. N O R A. Uh-huh. I'm uh, from Phoenix, Arizona. And my web, my favorite month is spring because it's nice weather. Okay. Nice weather. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Bob Cavanaugh? Yeah, my favorite month. So I don't know if I have a favorite month as much as a favorite time of year. And actually, we're getting we're getting into it now. It's that uh, March slash probably mid to late March through mid April. It's when, <clears throat> particularly when we get a really nice day after it's been raining for months on end. Okay. And. Yeah. Go ahead, Holly. Okay. Was there no, I was just asking. I was telling my husband I wanted a soda. <laughs> okay. And um, I think the one I labeled Patty accidentally, I think that's you, Judy. Let's see. I think It says your name is Patty, but I think your name is Judy. <laughs> okay, this is Judy. I just yes. unmuted myself. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I've never been mistaken for Patty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Western North Carolina in the mountains, and I love February because I love the cold. I got both my guide dogs in New York in February, so that shows you something. <laughs> okay. And Travis? Okay. My name is Travis Sittler here. I am from Templeton, California, and I have to say that one of my favorite months will be June because summer is coming, and that means warm evenings are upon us for enjoying dinner outside and everything in between. Okay. And Holly, if you want to respond to any of these people, let me yes. know. Okay. That's I, I love I, I love June too. I love it out here. They say when it's June, you could eat outside. Uh, wow, you're breaking up a lot, Holly. Breaking up a lot. Who's breaking up a lot? You are. You yes. You yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Ugh. Okay. I I'll think this going. is FM or Jeff M. Jeff M. Yes. Jeff M. It is Jeff M. Hey, Jeff. Uh, All right. Hi, I'm Jeff from Minneapolis, Minnesota, the frozen tundra. And I would say my favorite month of the year, time of the year would be in May because it's everything is greening up and it's not humid and there's no mosquitoes. So you can be outside, you know, late in the evening and you don't have to worry about, you know, bug dope or that type of thing. <laughs> So that is my favorite time of year. Okay. And Grant, I haven't heard you on here in a while. Hey, Grant. Hey, Debbie. <laughs> can you hear me? I sure can. Okay. Uh, my favorite month is June. And that's because it's warmer. It's uh, exciting. There are a lot of parties going on. And I'll leave it at that. All right. And where are you from, Grant? El Paso, Texas. That's right. And Debbie Downey. Hey, how hey. you doing, Debbie? All right, how are you? Good. All right. Well, I hope he's not from El Paso, Texas now, because he's sitting right next to me, and I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida. But anyway. 
Um, if I was still living in New Jersey where I was born, my favorite month would probably be June because that's when it's starting to get warm. But now that I'm in Florida, I'd say it's December because Christmas is coming and hurricane season is finally over in, in Florida. Oh, I can imagine mm-hmm. you're relieved. Yeah. That's, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Judy? Are you the same Judy that spoke or another Judy? You want to speak again? Um, I did not have my hand raised. This okay, maybe the first one. So maybe I, I didn't lower your hand before. Okay. Yeah, Patty's hand is up. Okay, there. I got it. It's all right. It says Judy this time. All right, let's see. And Patty. Hey, Patty. I didn't put my, but I didn't put my hand up. That's strange. <laughs> How do I take it down? I'll get, I'll get nine. it. Okay, I'll get thank it. you. Okay, all right. Sorry about that. That's all right. And... Cheryl, MC from New York. Oh, hello, Debbie and hi, Holly. Hello. Hi, everybody. Uh, just calling and checking in. And I love warm, warm, warm sun, pool, all that. <laughs> you love warm Thanks. mostly, huh? Okay. I'm in New York State, Hudson Valley. All right. And let's see. James? That's Jim. Oh, it says, okay, Jim. That's your husband. Hey, Jim. Yes, indeed. Hey, what do you like? Am I there? There you are. Come on, Kindle man. Let's hear from you. What you like? I like September. Ooh. Well, for one thing, it's my birthday. Mm -hmm. But the main reason I like September is because school starts again, and the weather is starting to get cooler where we used to live in D.C., and I was always looking forward to what new girls might be at school. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, now it says, Patty, that your hand is raised, and I know I lowered it. So is your hand wanting to be up, or is this... I guess we'll... No. I, okay, I did no. lower it. All right, <laughs> oh, I did dear. lower it. Do I have it. to it's do something, or what? This is Pam. Okay, uh... I live in Vestavia, Alabama, and I really don't have a favorite month because the weather here, you never know what it's going to be like when. Um, So I really don't have a favorite month. I like all of them. Okay. All right. Very good. 1571-917. Would you like to? That's Roberta, I believe. Hey. Yes. hey. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Um, hi, how are you doing? Tamala from Virginia, or PJ, my nickname. Uh-huh. Um, one of my favorite months is, uh, if I had to pick a favorite one, is April and December. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're good months. Yeah. They're nice. Now. They're, they're interesting months, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And let's see. Pamela Francis iPhone. Yeah, Pamela Francis. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hi. I'm Pam Francis from Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. And my favorite month. Oh, um, let's see. Um, either September or October, and. Either March or April. I I like I like the seasons changing. 
I, I love to I love to see the fall colors, and I also really, really, really enjoy seeing all the green leaves come back out in the green mm. grass. And oh man, yeah. Okay. I don't. I'm not crazy about all the extremes of either summer or winter, especially yeah. this, this this past one we had. Oh no. Mm-mm. We had sub zeros for sub zero for highs here, and that's not normal. That's what we're going to talk about today. Why you guys got so miserable? Can everybody uh, hear me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure can. It was okay. awful. Okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and get started. Unless you see any more hands. Nope, that's it. I have two rules in this in this class. Number one, if you don't understand something, raise your hand. If you have a question, raise your hand. If the only dumb or ignorant or bad question is the one you didn't ask me. Um, I have read a lot about this, but I am not an expert at any matter or means. As a matter of fact, I learned some things. Um, when I, when I worked, I worked for the weather service for 32 years. And when I worked for them, they never had anything about a polar vortex. I never heard about a port of polar vortex till 2013 when they had a really bad one. And I didn't even know what they were. So I'm going to talk, wait a minute, get over here to my notes. Oh, shut up. Okay. Okay. Um, who knows what are the three big engines that drive our weather? Anybody want to raise their hand and guess? Anybody got their hands up, ma'am? No, ma'am. Oh, Laura. Oh. Laura. La- Nora. Nora's iPad. Yeah, what you- Nora. Yeah. Um, what do you think the, the three front. big engines that drive our weather are? Yeah. Okay. The uh, cold front. Mm, no. Not good. Good try, yeah. but not the right answer. Anybody Thank else you. want to try? The three big things that drive our weather are the sun, the ocean, the sun, the ocean, and the temperature of the air. All those things are the three big things that that um, that uh, make us have the weather that we have. So it's always interesting. You know, I never really realized until I grew up that the ocean even had anything to do with it. Um, the, what is, does anybody know what the difference between climate and weather is? Somebody raise their hand. I what see now, Pam, do you have your hand up? Because I don't want to call on a Patty if that's you. Pam, unmute yourself, baby. If that's you or Patty. Okay. Unmute okay. yourself, baby. Go ahead. Well, <clears throat> well, weather is, is what's happening now and climate is the way that weather is supposed to behave. Is that right? That's very close. You are you did a great job. Weather is your current information. You know of what is happening immediately. You got that right. Climate is they save all the data over time and they um, they um, rate, measure it and save it over time. So it's it's like so you know if you're going to have. By looking at, oh, say, weather data, you um, for several years, you know if you're going to have a, a hot summer, cold summer, because it, they replicate it from the um, all the data that they have. Does that make sense? Okay. I this time got to change Pam's name. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> so good. You're in there. The right name, Pam. I'm so sorry. Okay. And, okay. All right. Cold? Cold fronts and warm. There are five kinds of weather fronts. I did not know that there were five, but I wrote these all down and there's only four, so I don't know which one I missed. But I guess 
I guess we'll all go along thinking okay. that we hid it behind the ladies' room door when they gave this information <laughs> out. Okay. The front is the leading edge of the big mass of air. So a cold front is because it's a lot colder. And the front, and also they think that the um, name front came because the first weather uh, service happened right after the Civil War in 1870, and they called it front because of the battle front or the war front. They thought, you know, they, they, they clash and fight and argue with each other, you know, the different ones. So they used that because they remembered the Civil War. Um, um, a warm front comes, when you get a warm front, the air gets warmer and more humid. And oftentimes, at least here in the Northwest, when we get a warm front, it just kind of is a yucko day. It just kind of is warmish, but the sky is cloudy and it just kind of drools and drizzles and is nasty, cold, you know, nasty rain. You don't want to do anything. A cold front, the air is usually drier and cooler. And you can say a cool front in the summer or a cold front in the winter. And often when we get cold fronts, the two fronts clash and we get thunderstorms. And that is because the cold front um, comes along and it pushes the warm, cold air is cold, is heavier and it settles down and warm air is lighter and it goes up and since it's more humid as it goes up it drops the rain and if it's a um, um, big big temperature difference you're going to get your thunderstorms and your heavy rain and nasty real in the winter snow sometimes um, a a stationary front is when there's a warm front and a cold front and they're sitting close together, but the winds aren't strong enough to make them move. So they just sit there, and the winds actually blow back and forth over top of them. And that's when you get your dangerous floods, like when there's serious flooding in areas. Often it's because there's a stationary f- front, and it just keeps raining and raining and raining. Am I making sense to y'all? I think so. Um, all right. For people that are in Kansas... And I, Texas, I'm sure you have heard this term, the dry line. The dry line is often when warm air comes up from the Gulf of Mexico and it hits cooler, drier air. And it's the same thing in Tornado Alley in uh, Atlanta, you know, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama in the winter. It's a great temperature difference and humidity difference. And when they collide... There's often uh, supercell thunderstorms, which are really bad storms, and tornadoes. And by the way, next time in two weeks, we're going to talk about hurricanes, tornadoes, and nor'easters and blizzards. So tell your friends to come and, and start storming with us. Do I have any questions? Would anybody like to ask a question? No hands right now. Okay. How many we're not blown yet. in the air okay. on an airplane? We missed some oh, of that, stop. Molly. Yeah. They, when you start flying, um, they in the air, on an airplane, they often say, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into, you're flying from, say, L.A. to New York. We're going to get into uh, New York 15 minutes later because the jet stream is very strong. Um, 
it wasn't until we really had jets that people knew there was a jet stream. And actually, there are four jet streams, two in the northern hemisphere and two in the southern hemisphere. There's the polar jets, which go obviously go at the North Pole. There's the subtropical jets, and they're uh, around 30 degrees um, from the equator. That's 30 degrees longitude, and that's where the subtropics end, typically. And they're more common in the winter, and in the summer, there's not that much difference, so they don't really play that big of a role in, in summertime weather. And then, of course, there's the two of them in the, in the southern hemisphere. Uh, these, they, they move large masses of air from point to point, and the winds can be very strong, although we don't feel them down here on the ground. It's very high up there. Uh, 120 to 150 miles an hour normally is what they blow. And in the wintertime, they can uh, blow as much as 200 miles an hour up there. They always move from west to east. So a lot of times you get into New York from L.A. 15, 20, half an hour early sometimes. But going from New York to LA, backwards from New York, L.A., New York back to L.A., you'll be a half an hour late because the poor jet is trying to fly along and the big old winds are pushing him backwards. Excuse me, I'm drinking, drinking a Diet Pepsi. I wish I could offer you one. Um, let's see. But now, like most things in the world, it's not a straight line around the world. The jet stream is not. And particular, particularly in the winter, uh, the one we have in the, door, in the uh, polar area has bends. And they, they, sometimes it bends south and brings cold air, allows uh, things with uh, weather fronts that are very cold to come to the Arctic, hence the Arctic vortex. And sometimes it will bend the other way and you'll get a really lot of warm air. Now, um, in there's always, no, I got to talk about this before we talk about that. There are high, pre- does anybody know what, what kind of weather do you have if the weatherman says there's a high pressure over your area? You can even guess too, my, my, my streamer, if you know. Okay, let's see. Uh, we have Bob Cavanaugh. Okay, Bob, g- give me your guess for high pressure. We have dry weather. Good job. All right, somebody else besides Bob would assume that you would get what with the low pressure? Uh, Pam? Nope. I would say high pressure, it's dry and warm. And low pressure, that's what I ask about, low pressure? Oh, low is wet and colder. That's right. Now... With a high pressure, if the winds go <laughs> clockwise, I'm sorry, I'm sitting here m- making motions like you can see them. And with the low pressure, they go counterclockwise. And it's the opposite in the um, southern hemisphere. Now, how many of us have heard the old wives' tale that you can tell about which, uh, which hemisphere you're in by the uh, way the water goes down the drain in your bathtub or how it goes around and around in your toilet when you flush it? That's a myth. You could never have enough water in your bathtub or in your toilet to show that. So it's just, if it happens to go that way, it's just because you're lucky. Um, Okay. Um, So there's always, so there's always in the Arctic regions, a low pressure that's very cold all the time. And when it's winter and the jet does its bending south, it will bring 
that cold Arctic air down and you start saying, oh, mama, I want spring. Where's my coat? And this year, depending on how far south this big mass of cold air comes is how far um, you will get you, you, the, the cold air will be. So this year in the middle of the country, <laughs> the um, jet stream actually looked like a U because it went instead of going straight across. It brought the weather all down into Texas, Florida, wherever, um, the East Coast. Now, um, we're blessed in the Northwest because everybody's, I did not know this, because the reason we don't get cold is because oftentimes, if there's an Arctic jet that comes down our way, the mountains break it, break it up and it doesn't have a chance to really get a hold on us. So in the eastern part of the state, they get more cold because it's, you know, it's arid and flat. The other thing that's interesting about um, this, which I was going to explain, is the orographic effect. So when it rains, the rain comes in in your warm front or your cold front. I mean, your warm front. It, when, it, when it rains, the rain comes in and it hits the mountains. And as it goes up the mountains, to it, it says, oh, they want me to, this, I have to climb this mountain? I got too much to carry. It's too heavy. So it dumps its rain on the mountains. And then when it gets to the top, there's either very little or very uh, or none left over for the east. So the most dramatic place that you can see this, as far as I'm concerned, is on the west coast. Because we have in western Washington beautiful green um, flowers and plants and all and you go up to play central Washington and it's kind of it's agricultural but it's drier and then you go over to eastern Washington and as my daughter says it's yucky desert or semi-arid land and you have plants that want to kill you animals that want to kill you and you just don't and rocks and things that you want that want to kill you um we're ocean people all of us in my family now um now um oh occluded fronts um i forgot that one that was the fifth one i just saw it believe me i have notes in front of me but i've just thought it i didn't understand what it said so that's one reason it's when the front is cut off and it's more like a low or high pressure so if it was an occluded cold front it would be like a a high pressure and if it was a occluded warm fresh front it would be a low pressure now if you're on the southern side of a low pressure you get warm rainy weather if you're on the northern side you get cold rainy weather or in the winter you get snow on the high on the, if you have a high pressure area you get on the low on the lo- left hand quadrant on the bottom you get warm weather on the uh Right-hand quadrant and the north of uh, the top, the northern part, you get cold weather. Okay. <clears throat> Does anybody have any questions? Bob has a hand raised. Go, Bob. Okay, so I guess two questions. Number one is, so why does then, like when it gets cold, particularly here in the Northwest, you guys up there in Whatcom County get the winds, the the you know the gusty Fraser River winds, yes, out of the Northeast. But then 
Also, sometimes, particularly in the summer, northeast winds is our warm, dry wind direction. What? What? Uh... Oh, I can answer that. That's that's a great question. Thank you. Um, the we get and you guys back east are so lucky that you don't that you just don't get to experience this up here in Whatcom County. We get the Fraser Valley winds. It's a special present from Canada, right to us. The Fraser Valley is a Fraser River is the name of it, and it goes way north, and in the winter, and the winds come howling, and I mean howling, down the Fraser Valley, and they come across the border, and nobody asks them for their passport, and they come right into my yard and all the other people. Now, it's only certain parts of Whatcom County. The northern part of Whatcom County gets them, and uh, sometimes they... Sometimes they bring snow, but a lot of times it's just cold, 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 cold. Um, I remember when we had the cold weather a few weeks ago, they'd say the temperature is 32 degrees. But with the, with the strength of the wind blowing, it's, um, it's, it's 2 or 10. Um, now, they said um, now in the summertime, the, the air that's cold. What is that? No, no, no. The reason you get north wind, northeastern winds, and um, come off the uh, Cascades, and as they descend, they get heavier because and uh, bring the warm air from east of the um, Washington, and they come over, and it's called forced warming. I think that's the right name of it, and it's nasty, really warm winds, and. Sometimes it just, you don't even know it's windy. I mean, the, that the air is coming. It's just windy. I'm okay. Am I making sense? You have a hand raised and it's Pamela Francis. Come on, Pamela. Talk to me. Unmute yourself, darling. No. Okay. Pam, unmute yourself. Pamela. All right. All right. Go. No, you got there it. We go. You got it. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, I was told, at, at least we heard on our local weather forecast, they were talking about La Nina that that had to do with how we wound up as cold as we did this year. That and that and also I've got a kind of an unrelated question, but I'm curious if you can answer it. Um, when my friends, I I have friends in Florida who went through Hurricane Sally. Mm -hmm. And I watched that thing on my phone because they they didn't have power and and internet, so I I guided them through it with with their TV app. Anyhow, um, what I'm trying to find out is they talk about the dirty side of a hurricane. What does that mean? Okay, well, we're going to talk. I can answer both of those questions, but we're going to go into a lot more detail about hurricanes because that's my one of my big interests is next week next time we get together but i will answer it today but first of all um the re- el nino and la nina are called the biennial thing something oscillation and um that's well that's part of it that's that's a different thing but it's part of the el nino thing all right el nino and la nina are two extremes la nina this year means that the Atlantic Ocean was warmer and the Pacific Ocean was colder. Okay. And um, along with the port polar vo- vortex, that would help your weather. So on the East Coast, they had 
more, 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 uh, lots of rain and a pretty warm winter, um, I think. And um, in the middle, you had the big polar vortex and you also had a lot of snow. Didn't you, didn't you have more snow than usual this year? Um, no. No? No, okay. we just had, co- we, we had, a, we, uh, we had ice and we had, we had cold. I, mean, I should say cold. precipitation. We had a lot of precipitation. We didn't have any snow. We had one decent snowstorm this year. We got 12 inches of snow. But most of our winter, it rained and rained, and then it rained some more, and then it rained some more. And that's good because it rains down here, but up on the mountains, it's snow. And that saves, that that's helps us not get um, as many forest fires in the summer. And that's a good thing. But, oh, my goodness. It was, it was normally, I mean, for the most of the winter, it was decent, but for a couple of weeks, oh my God, we didn't yes. go hardly above zero. Oh, I know. And that I is know. not normal for this time, for this part yeah. of the country. I have a friend that lives in Olathe, Kansas, and she said they closed the schools a couple of days because it was just so they cold. They did. Oh gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. It was not um, pretty. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm in Missouri. I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. I don't live... Yeah, probably uh, half an hour from from Olathe. Yeah, but you pretty much have the same stuff. I would. Oh imagine. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Um, the other thing you asked about the dirty side of a hurricane. The dirty side of the hurricane is the right quadrant, and I think that that's the northeastern side of the hurricane. Um, and that is where the highest winds and the most damaging storm surge and the heaviest rains fall. So. Yeah, I didn't mean to take you totally off topic. I was oh, just curious. Tony, there's never, I, like I said, I love to talk about weather, any kind of weather. It's not a problem for me. Any more questions or hands up, my dear? Not at this time. What time is it? Well, Bob raised his hand again. Okay. Okay, Bob. Hey, Bob. Uh, I, I just did. muted myself. Sorry. Um, there you go. So why then do... Why does the Midwest and the East Coast, particularly in the summertime, get really humid weather and us in the Northwest doesn't? Like, because if warm air is often more moist, shouldn't we have our really high humidity in the summer? What's up with that? Okay, I'll try and answer that. And I'm not sure if this is right. You can go check me out afterwards. The reason that we get, um, it has to do with... um, um, the currents of from it has to do with water from the oceans, and it has to do with their latitude and longitude. If you notice, um, we are at forty eight in Bellingham, and you are forty seven, and that's way high. That's almost up to Alaska. So we get uh, generally um, cooler temperatures because we're so far north. Also because of the ocean currents that are near us, and um, they have uh, generally, um, there's, oh, God, my brain. Uh, they have um, warmer currents back there in the summer, and that causes the humidity. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. We have also, um, like I said, we have, um, it, it, I don't really know. Um, also, they've got the Gulf of Mexico that, bring, that brings a lot of co- cooler, I mean, more humid air. Uh, to them. Okay, does anybody else have any questions? Nora. Okay, Nora, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Uh, just wanted to verify if 
That's correct. And El Nino is the opposite. It's warmer okay. in it's warmer in the um, eastern Pacific, and it's which is the west coast, and it's cooler. That's why when it's El Nino years, there are very much less Atlantic hurricanes, but the Pacific ones go crazy, and it's the it's the opposite. That's why we had so many hurricanes this past year in the uh, Atlantic and Gulf of Mexico because we had such a strong La Nina. Thank you. My pleasure. Okay, that's all I know of right now. Okay. Okay. So, okay, it's 345. What can I cover that's would we go by really in a quick... Oh, I know. Um, The reason, the the whole orographic Mm -hmm. thing that I was talking about, where it rains on the western, it rains on the um, like even in the in Maryland and them it rains and then they go over the um, Rocky Ma- the uh, Appalachians and then they get less rain in Ohio and stuff and the ones with the Cascades and the Sierras that's the reason why um, Nora lives in Phoenix and it's not uh, it's a desert now you wouldn't know it's a desert now because they get water from the rivers and things and irrigate. But if they didn't irrigate and they didn't, you know, do those uh, things um, and put sprinklers on your grass, it would be ugh, desert, uh, desert-like. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and then um, they call that the Great Basin or the Great Desert. There's That's where uh, the really arid and semi-arid is. Um, on the, the Rockies, um, but they get, there's a lot of water that comes up from the um, Gulf and of uh, Mexico, and it goes over the Rockies and dumps its water on the Rockies. And so that's why we have um, the plains and prairies. They don't get that much, and it still cheats the Great Basin, the desert areas out of water. Does that make sense? Patty has her hand up. Okay, Patty. Oh, we have and Travis. Go ahead, Patty. I keep forgetting that you have to mute, uh, unmute. I'm sorry. Uh, no problem. I wanted to know, so, so what are we, we're in La Nina now, you're saying? Yes. And when does it change, in the fall, or, or when do they know what it's going to be? They cha- It changes whenever it changes. Um, oh, oh, I thought there might be a certain time. <laughs> yeah, it's, usually I think, now this is not me, but I think it changes, you know, it gra- it's a gradual thing. It's like not what, like, it's, there's, um some years that are neutral so they're neither neither one so it goes el, for example la nina then maybe a couple of years of neutral and then it's el nino and um yeah that's that's what it does oh thank you okay travis hey okay so real quick since we were talking about rain and everything and so forth that my big question I have is, what is the difference with you know, with a monsoon? Like, that has to do with tropical moisture, correct? It yes, uh, it depends on where you are. Yes, there's a there's a monsoon in Arizona. That's the only one we have in the United States. Is and it comes in from the Gulf of California, and 
right. Uh, uh-huh. And that's when all this, what I've been told, I've never been there, that all these beautiful flowers in the desert come out and it just, it's blooms and they're just gorgeous. Uh, and that's usually in August and September. Um, mm-hmm. Now, you know, this is an interesting fact. If it, you know, hurricanes cause a lot of damage, right? And they right. millions yes. of damage and people get killed. But if it wasn't for, for hurricanes, places like Trinidad well, and uh, those Caribbean islands, Jamaica, they would be mm. deserts. They get all their mm. rain and they, that's what makes them beautiful places is because of the hurricane rains. But it's, it's very hard on the people. But it could be argued that they really aren't, you know, those big high rises and stuff really shouldn't be there because they know what's going to happen. Mm, yeah. That's interesting. I can see why they're very attractive too, especially for getaways for people who want to go to Trinidad and so forth. I, I can yeah. understand why. Yes. Yeah, now, Trinidad doesn't get as many hurricanes as a lot of places like Barbados and Puerto Rico and St. Oh, mm-hmm. Martins and places like that. They get a lot of them. But Oh, yes. yes I've heard but, of that. I just heard my. The reason y'all heard that awful ringtone on my cell phone was because my daughter called, and I wanted her to talk to her dad. So he, he's, that's why he's not here anymore. And I, but he's from Trinidad. My daughter, my husband, my daughter's husband is from Trinidad. So I just thought, and he's out there running his mouth about God knows what. So, oh, <laughs> Grant, so, go ahead, Grant. Unmute yourself, darling. Hey, Grant. Grant. Grant, you're unmuted. Grant, talk to me. What's? Oh, don't mute yourself. No, you just muted. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. No, he's unmuted. Yeah. Hey, Grant, what's up? Okay. Well, I have two little questions while Grant Go is ahead. getting unmuted. I just love the smell of rain. I don't know what makes it smell so good, but um, I think it's something about the ozone. And the other thing is, it's interesting to me that rain is always on the cold side. I wonder if it ever rains hot. Oh, yes. Uh, You live in in Alabama. Don't you Mm -hmm. get warm rain in the summertime? Not really that I've ever found, but I've been... You know, I've been in many other parts of the country. Yeah, it depends on the, it depends on a lot of things. You can get warm rain, but the air has to be cooler than the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I used to live in Washington D.C. area, it would be so hot, and there would be a thunderstorm, and you'd be walking along the sidewalk, and you could mm-hmm. actually feel the steam coming up from, Ooh, the, from the sidewalk. Interesting. Hmm. Um, and what was your other question? Oh, the I smell love the smell. I just oh, adore it. It's wonderful. And you're so glad to live someplace where you can smell it. A lot of in the big cities, they're so polluted, you can't really huh. smell the rain mm. as much. And I can't think of the name of it. It's a it's big, the, I think it's long the, word. It's something about it's the not ozone. ozone because that, no. comes from, that comes from lightning. Oh. It's like the plop of the, I'll find it out for you, and I'll, I will let you know. Okay, let's see. Grant, you still have your hand up, and... Patty, Let's so. see if I'm there you unmuted. go. There you go, Grant. Okay. okay. All right. All right. There you go. I came from the southwestern part of the United States, Texas, south yes. southwest Texas. The weather is beautiful in that part of the country most of the time, except mm-hmm. in the springtime. <coughs> and I've yeah. always what wondered what causes these huge dust storms that you get out in that area of the country. 
Now, I saw an article, and I was doing my research yesterday about dust storms, and I thought, nobody will ask me that question. <laughs> and I didn't read it. I think oh, it has, okay. I think it has to do, now, I'm, this may be guessed, you don't, you don't get rain, so the ground is very dry, right? Yeah, that's correct. And you get very strong winds, right? Extremely. And which direction do they typically come from? Do you know? West, southwest. Interesting. I I will have to look. <laughs> if you play, if you come back in two weeks, I promise I'll have a better answer for oh, you. Oh, I'll be back. <laughs> Is it the same as a sandstorm? Uh, yes. Yes. Interesting. Mm. Yes. And the Arab word for it is haboob, mm. which sounds kind of obscene to me, but that's its name. <laughs> well, they're they're very strong, very powerful. And back in the day when I lived in Lubbock, Texas, where I went to college, uh, it would be so it would get so strong that that you were covered with dust when you went into class all the time. And did you have it where it would blow through the? You could shut your windows, but it would blow through your windows and make everything. Oh nasty yes. Too? Yes. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know the answer. I will look it up and I will let you know. I will. If, and if you want to, if you want to call, please do me a favor. Tell Cindy you want to get in touch with me, and she will give you my email address. And once I find out something, I will send you what I know. And then I don't okay. Worry well, about I, I would it. appreciate because I've always. And wondered. the same goes to, for you, uh, Miss Hazelton. Let her know, Cindy know that you want my email address, and I will find out that information and send it to you. Because there's no chance, there's no guarantee that I will remember for. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So we have Patty and Pam, and Patty, you've had your hand up longer, so I'm going to ask you to go first. Well, I just wanted to say, I, I mean, it's not a question, but I love the smell of rain, too, and so much so that when I left Michigan and came to California, we don't, you can't smell it coming like you could back there. I mean, as soon as you, you knew there was going to be a thunderstorm, mm-hmm. you could smell it coming in. Mm-hmm. And yes. And now, when I came to California, I learned that the southerly wind would come, and that would mean we were getting a storm. I'm sorry, I'm out of breath. And my granddaughter just came in, and she's helping me do a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, but she enjoyed you. Hearing where, you where did you come from to get to California? New Jersey? No, I came from Michigan. Oh, yes. Michigan. You get you, you, um it's and it was in Michigan too. Yeah, oh yeah, I I still miss Michigan weather. I do. I, I just uh, well anyway. Um, so that's so why I love the rain. Like I just wanted to say it because oh, I no. couldn't contain it's myself. Just, oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> if you want the answer to what what makes it smell so good when it rains, send her send a note to Cindy and, and I will send it, I will send you the answer. Oh, I'd like that. And you know, our our dad and mom, they, we were my I have a twin brother, and we both we were we loved weather. And our dad would take we'd say, let's talk about the weather, and he told us about all the clouds formations. And so when we um, they would they couldn't believe it that we could smell the rain coming because they never noticed it. You know, yes. but of course, those of us who don't see, we, well, everybody uses all their senses, but, oh, well, anyway. Okay. I remember um, when I was a little girl, this is what got me into weather. My mother, we had a, a huge screened-in back porch on our, we had a small house, and we had this huge screened-in porch on the back of it, it was probably about half as big as our house. 
and it had a swing on it. And my mother and I would sit out there, and she would start talking about, it's going to thunderstorm. And I said, I can smell it. And she'd say, well, there's black clouds building up, and then the wind yeah. started blowing. And she, would, she went through the whole, oh, look, the lightning is flashing across the sky, and it's forking, yeah. or it's going to hit the ground. And she, it, she would sit with me. I remember being teeny tiny, and she would tell me all this stuff. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And, and my twin brother could see, and I couldn't see any. And he'd say, the whole sky is turning black. And I said, no, it's not. And Mother said, yes, it is. He's telling Aww. you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I went through a phase when I, was te- when I was six, and I don't know why, but I was terrified of thunderstorms. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the dog was terrified of thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. So I, it, I, sure. would sit, I would sit there and say, I've got to go keep the dog company in the basement. My mother's Aww. like, the dog is fine. You stop being, you need to Aww. stop being afraid. Aww. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. We still have Pam. Thank you, Patty. Okay, Pam. Thank come you. on, my Thank dear. you, guy. Well, Patty, it's so nice. Yes. Um, you were talking about dust storms a while ago. Uh-huh. What's really weird is every once in a while, and I think it's the jet stream that somehow picks up these huge um, dust clouds, I guess you would call them, or bigger than a cloud, and carries them for thousands of miles. And I live in central Alabama, and there have been times that the wind or the the jet air streams of whatever sort would carry dust all the way from somewhere out in the southwest and bring it all the way over here. And that it doesn't surprise me. like we were having a dust storm here. Yes, that doesn't surprise me. Yes, um, there's a lot, you get a lot of, you get a lot of, um, of dust storms. And one of the things that I'm going to talk about next week is derechos. That's, that, that's um, when a whole bunch of thunderstorms line up and they can start in like western, we'll say North Dakota. And they will come all the way across, and they have straight line winds, a very strong winds. And they will. When I was in 2000, Pima, that's enough. In 2012, we had a terrible one, and they had a terrible one in the mid, mid, Midwest, and I think 18 or 19. And we lost electricity. We did not, but um, my um, for the whole area, over a million people in Washington D.C. had no power, and it was a terrible hot time. Anyway. And we're yeah. down to our last three minutes. Oh, my gosh. How did it get that late? Thank you for telling me. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure talking to you. And if you have any questions that you didn't answer, write to Cindy and tell her you need to get in touch with me. And I will get in touch with you and you can give me your information. I mean, if she will she will send me send you my information and you write me the question so I'll remember it. I'll look it up and I'll send it to you. That saves my memory because I'm 63 years old and I used to have a phenomenal memory and now it's just <laughs> normal and it's very depressing. <laughs> um, not bragging, but I used to, I mean, I could tell you what date something happened, but I can't, I'm not that good anymore. Not that good. <laughs> um, first, the most important thing is I want to thank um, Debbie Caselton for being such a trooper and being our our streamer on the radio and our uh, host and thank you so much for making this a wonderful mm-hmm. call and, and you were great to work with and thank, thank all of you guys for asking so many great questions this has been so much fun for me and we will get together again in two weeks on March 11th 
I think. Yes, March 11th. Next week 18th. is... 18th. 18th. Next Thursday is the 11th. The 18th. You're right. You're right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> remember that. Two days after my 36th anniversary. Uh-huh. So, oh, okay. Um, so I'm we'll be looking disc- forward to that. And we'll be looking forward to talking to you then. And if you're interested, come to the camping call next week. You've got to bring a story or a song and sing it or act it out. Nobody will be. Nobody will laugh at you unless we're supposed to laugh at the parts of the story. So mm-hmm. I guess I will say goodbye. And everyone have a wonderful, wonderful evening. And keep an eye on the weather and wander through the weather world. It's wonderful. <laughs>